welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. Each week, you will encounter me, Daniel Gundlach, as your host, guiding you along a magical route that will bring us closer to the voices of those singers that most enchant and transform us, no matter what else is going on in the world. Thank you for joining me on that path. This week's episode. Hello, my dear friends. It's time for my annual holiday episode. And for that purpose, I am once again returning to the closet, so to speak, in our new apartment here in New York. I have not left Berlin. I'm still applying for dual German citizenship. In fact, over the next six weeks, I'll be taking a number of tests that, if I pass them, will enable me to receive a German passport. So cross your fingers for me. In the meantime, I'm recording this before I return to Berlin in our New York apartment in this tiny little square room that is filled with CDs, books, and, when it needs to be, my microphone and my laptop. In going through all of this stuff that was in David's old apartment, I came across a box of my archival material, and that was a pretty emotional experience for me. I found a lot of demo recordings, rehearsals, voice lessons, recordings of all sorts, including live performances, as those who like my singing know, when Counter Melody reaches episode 500, I'm planning to finally devote a full episode to my own singing and career. But until then, I'll only be presenting you Guntlach material in dribs and drabs. But one of the things that I found in that box of recordings was, was a mixtape. Well, it wasn't really a tape. It was a CD, a set list of Christmas songs that I had burned onto CDs and given out to all of my colleagues and friends for the holidays. And it was done exactly 20 years ago. And as I looked at this set list and listened to the CD, I thought to myself, this sounds almost like a counter-melody episode without the Gundlachian spoken interjections. So I thought, why don't I just turn this into a holiday episode for my listeners? And so that's what I'm doing. I've edited that CD because, you know, CDs, you used to be able to put 80 minutes worth of music on there, and that's a little long for a single episode. But I'm presenting you certainly the majority of what was on that so-called mixtape. So let's start with this 1947 recording of Lotte Lehmann singing Adeste Fidelis, or as she sings it, and as we all know it in the United States, O Come, All Ye Faithful. You all know how much I love Lehmann. I devoted my 200th episode of Counter Melody exclusively to this great singer. Hers is one of a number of voices that has accompanied me through my entire life, so I think it's entirely appropriate to begin with Die Lehmann. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
definition of what constitutes a Christmas carol. A lot of songs that we consider Christmas carols are actually more Christmas hymns, and a lot of things are more religious songs. A lot of songs are not at all Christmas carols, secular material, which I don't think there's too much secular material on here. I think it's all nice and religious for all of you. This next item is most emphatically not a Christmas carol. But rather, well, I don't even know what I would call it. I would just call it uh, a Christmas aria. It's O Holy Night, or in the original French, Minuit Chrétien. And it's composed by Adolphe Adam, who of course wrote a lot of ballets and also a number of operas. And certainly most important for this time of year, this gorgeous aria. It's sung here in a 1955 recording with organ accompaniment by Beverly Sills. This is one of Sills' very earliest recordings, 
I don't believe it had a wide commercial release, but certainly with the advent of the interwebs, it's a recording that has received more circulation than it had back when it was recorded in the mid-50s. Next, 
Oh my goodness, it's Leontine. Her 1961 recording, A Christmas Offering, is one of the most glorious Christmas albums ever made. It's 1961. She is in her absolute youthful prime. It's right around the time that she made her Met debut. The voice is in pristine form, and I'm going to play the quasi-spiritual Sweet Little Jesus Boy. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Sweet Little Jesus Boy is not actually a spiritual. It is an original composition from the year 1934 by the composer Robert McGimsey, who lived from 1898 to 1979. Much of his music is in a quasi-spiritual style, and yet he himself was a white man who, until the year 1960, worked as an attorney, and after that time devoted himself completely to the composition of music. He wrote a few other songs, but this is by far his most famous, and this recording, sung a cappella by Miss Price, is non pareil.
Next, I have a song from the cycle Weihnachtslieder, Words and Music by the German composer Peter Cornelius. This is his song Die Könige, The Three Kings, the third of the cycle. The song uses as its basis the chorale Wie schön leuchtet der Morgenstern, which one hears in the piano accompaniment, and over and above and around that beautiful theme we hear almost a recitative-like setting of Cornelius's text. I'm offering this in a 1955 recording by the great German soprano Irmgard Seyfried, accompanied by Eric Verba. Drei Künde wandern aus Morgenland. Ein Sternlein führt sie zum Jordanstrand. In Juna fragen und forschen die drei just like to mention to my Patreon supporters that there will be a bonus episode this week, and I've decided that it is going to feature various German song cycles on Christmas texts, including Seyfried and Verba's complete recording of the Cornelius Weihnachtslieder, and less well-known but equally interesting art songs relating to Christmas in the German language. If you'd like to hear that episode, which will be number 90 of my bonus episodes, and you are not yet a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash countermelody, where you can become a supporter of the podcast as well. 
Do you know I am up now to 70 supporters and I'm very excited about that. I'd like to increase that number slightly, but I'm so grateful for the people that do support the podcast and do listen to the bonus episodes because I produce those with a great deal of joy and enjoyment. And they're a little bit less, uh, well, they're a little bit more unbuttoned, I guess I would say. I mean, I'd just like to give something a little extra to my Patreon supporters. Now let us turn to the next selection on this episode, shall we? This is the earliest recording in today's mixtape. This is La Vierge à la Crèche by composer Alexis Canton, words by Alphonse Daudet, who also wrote the play La Relaisienne, for which Bizet composed incidental music. This is sung by the French baritone Martin Charles Gilibert, who lived from 1866 to 1910. This recording was made in the year 1903, and I'm always fascinated by the earliest sound recordings because it's a world that it's almost difficult for us to even imagine in our minds. Here is Charles Gilibert in this recording from the dawn of the recording era. La Vierge berçait son enfant Jésus, lui gazouillait comme un nid de mes anges, elle le berçait et chantait tout bas. Ce que nous chantons à nos de ce qu'il entend, il rit dans sa crèche et s'en va chantant, comme un salévite et comme un choriste, il bat la mesure avec ses deux bras. Mais la sainte vierge est triste, tiens Votre mère pleure, votre mère pleure, 
Now a recording by the great Italian dramatic tenor Giovanni Martinelli, who lived from 1885 to 1969 and who is joined by a ladies' chorus in this popular Catholic favorite, Gesù Bambino, by composer Pietro Jan, two words by Frederick Martins. It's touching, at least to me, to hear the era's greatest Otello scaling down his voice to sing this tender lullaby to the baby Jesus.
Next is a selection from Joan Sutherland's 1965 recording, The Joy of Christmas, which is indeed a joyous, if somewhat overblown, recording. The arrangements on this record are by the Australian composer and arranger Douglas Gamley, who wrote an awful lot of film music for British films and also did arrangements of pieces from The Merry Widow to The Beggar's Opera for Joan Sutherland and other singers of the era. This is his deliciously tacky arrangement of The Twelve Days of Christmas. In this recording, Sutherland is joined by her husband Richard Bonning conducting the new Philharmonia Orchestra.
Douglas Gamley reappears in the year 1971 for another classic Christmas recording from Decca Records, Renata Tebaldi's Christmas Festival. I think it was called Christmas Festival, yes. This is a beautiful Italian folk carol called Tu scendi dalle stelle. According to a note on the back of this record, Tu scendi dalle stelle is an Italian Christmas pastoral accompanied by an instrument comparable to a bagpipe called a pifaro, in this case played by James McGillivray on the musette, a comparable instrument. The new Philharmonia Orchestra here is conducted by Anton Guadagno. This is Tebaldi late in her career, but still displaying the beauty of voice that endeared her to so many. Next, we shall hear a recording that is particularly dear to my heart. It features the American lyric tenor Richard Crooks, accompanied by organist Clarence Dickinson in the year 1941. This is a setting of the very touching Christmas song. Actually, I think it really is a Christmas hymn in this case, O Little Town of Bethlehem. The text to this hymn was written in 1868 by Phillips Brooks, who was a priest and rector 
of the Church of the Holy Trinity in Philadelphia. In the UK, this poem is usually sung to a different tune, one arranged by Rafe von Williams but the version best known to those of us in the U.S. is the one that was the original tune that went with that setting by Phillips Brooks. It was composed by Louis Redner. He claimed that the music came to him in a dream as sung by a choir of angels. from the year 1925 of He Shall Feed His Flock from Messiah, as performed by Margarete Matzenauer. She was yet another of those Zwischenfach singers who sang primarily mezzo-soprano roles, but also occasionally undertook soprano parts as well. She lived from 1881 to 1963 and was a mainstay at the Met between 1911 and 1930 when I was listening to this recording and I heard this beautiful, 
deep, organ-like voice. I initially thought that it was Kirsten Flagstad. There's a similar nobility of timbre that Matsunawa displays here.
Now I have one of my favorite German Christmas carols, O du Fröhliche, which I don't even know what it's known as in the United States. It's sometimes also referred to as O Sanctissima. It's performed here by the German soprano Elsa Alsen in a recording from the year 1926. Alsen lived from 1880 to 1975. She also, like Matzenauer, began her career as a contralto, a mezzo-soprano, and then gradually embraced soprano roles as well. Another very popular German carol, O Tannenbaum. It's performed here by the distinguished German leader singer Elena Gerhardt, who lived from 1883 to 1961. 
She is heard in duet here with the Polish tenor Max Bloch, who lived from 1881 to 1930. we shall hear a selection by the German soprano Elisabeth Schumann, who lived from 1888 to 1952. She's a singer whose artistry doesn't communicate itself quite so readily to the contemporary ear, but she nevertheless made a significant contribution to both operatic and leader singing. This is a 1938 recording of the Coventry Carol, one of the most tragic Christmas songs as it depicts the slaughter of the innocents.
shall hear a perennial favorite, an art song by Max Reger that uses as its thematic material the German carol Josef Lieber Josef Mein. This is the song Maria Wiegenlied, a lullaby sung by Mary to the baby Jesus. It is part of Reger's collection of songs called Schlichte Wiesen, and it's performed in this 1980 recording by Ellie Ameling and Dalton Baldwin. And I believe that is the most recent recording in this mixtape. It's from the year 1980, from an album called Christmas with Ellie Ameling, the full recording of which I presented to my Patreon listeners last year as a holiday bonus episode.
How about a spiritual? I like none better than rise up, shepherd, and follow in classic call and response form. It's performed here in a 1941 recording by the gorgeous African-American soprano Dorothy Maynor, accompanied by an a cappella male chorus. Once again, I find my mind's ear traveling back to that recording session, and I'm wondering just who those singers were who were singing back up with Dorothy Maynor, and what their lives were like if they were professional singers, how they had been engaged for this recording. I often find myself thinking these sorts of thoughts when I listen to these old recordings. exquisite song by the British composer Easthope Martin called The Holy Child. When you hear it, you of course will recognize the words as Away in a Manger, and it's sung here by the great Irish tenor John McCormick. 
the recordings from 1926, and the orchestra is conducted by Nathaniel Schilkrecht, who was a very important figure in both pop and classical music in that era. I believe he conducted the first recording of John Alden Carpenter's jazz ballet, Skyscrapers, just for starters. And McCormick needs no introduction. His is one of the most phonogenic voices in the history of recorded sound. hear another very 1960s style arrangement, this one of We Wish You a Merry Christmas, performed by the great American soprano Phyllis Curtin, whose 102nd birthday we observed this past week on the 3rd of December. She died in June 2016, but her memory as a teacher and a great singer lives on. 
She performs in this spirited version with Andre Kostelanitz and his orchestra, joined by the St. Killian Boy Choir in this recording from many, many times. One of my favorite voice types is the French lyric tenor. Many of these so-called French tenors were, in fact, not French-born. I did an episode on Puccini en Francais a couple years ago, and I featured a number of wonderful quote-unquote French tenors who, in fact, were from Ukraine, Canada, Monaco, Sweden, you name it. They come from all over the place. And they're all exemplary French stylists. Now here's another one who comes from a little bit closer to home, Belgium. This is the exquisite-voiced André D'Arcourt, who lived from 1901 to 1971. And he is one of the most sweet-voiced of those French lyric tenors. We're going to hear a recording of the very popular César Franck religious song Panis Angelicus, that was originally an introit in his Messe Solennelle setting. This recording is from the year 1931, when D'Arcourt was 30 years old.
there's only one singer we're hearing twice on this episode, and there's very good reason for that, because it's a second selection from A Christmas Offering by Leontine Price. I have to confess to you all that this CD that I produced 20 years ago was the second in my Golden Age Christmas series. I don't know where the first one is. I don't have a copy of it. And at some point, I hope to reconstruct that set list and present it to you as well. So there are some obvious favorites, in other words, that were not presented on that CD because they were on the first one. But we do get to hear Leontine maybe not singing O Holy Night, but here she is in this gorgeous arrangement of We Three Kings of Orient are. The author of this carol, John Henry Hopkins, was also a rector at an Episcopal church in Pennsylvania when he wrote this song and this text. In this lush arrangement, we hear Leontine Price with Herbert von Karian leading the Wiener Philharmonica and the Singverein der Gesellschaft der Musikfreunde. This rendition ends with one of my very favorite of Leontine's high notes. It makes me almost pass out from beauty.
Friends, we've come to the end of this episode, and for a closer, I'm going to offer the perhaps inevitable Stille Nacht, composed by Josef Gruber to a text by Josef Mohr. This is another song whose provenance is also a kind of legend in and of itself. Composer and lyricist were friends and, again, wrote this hymn for performance in a Christmas service. The singer, in this case, is the great Olive Fremstad, who lived from 1871 to 1951. She was born in Stockholm, but when she was 12 years old, her family moved to Minneapolis, and she was yet another singer who, during her career, alternated between singing mezzo and soprano parts. She was a staple of the Metropolitan Opera from 1903 to 1914, and sang roles from Carmen to Kundry. She was also the inspiration for Willa Cather's character Thea Kronborg, the heroine of her novel The Song of the Lark. At the end of her life, her relationship with her secretary, Mary Watkins Cushing, struck some people, including present-day biographers, as having lesbian overtones. She was an exotic and fascinating character who left very few recordings, but this recording of Stille Nacht from the year 1911 is one of her most beautiful. And with it, I wish you all happy holidays, and thank you for joining me.
my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Guntram.